are listening to Radio Influence. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Stand by for the MJ Morning Show. My God, Froggy, are you okay? I just found out that Froggy fell down the stairs at the house and was unconscious for how long, Froggy? Uh, according to my family, at least a minute. So it, feel, it felt like an eternity. Oh, my, you were not unconscious for like a minute. It had to be like 10 seconds or something. It was probably something like five seconds, but you know what? It's it's weird because you when you get knocked out, it's like you're in another dimension. You just and then you come back and you're like, "What the hell happened?" But I couldn't. I was like, "I can't breathe." Oh, you you had that you had that uh, gasping for air diaphragm like uh, convulsion issue, right? Think back to the grape stomp girl. Oh yeah. You know what? I that was. That's hysterical. I was just about to say that, and you beat me to the punch. That was a classic. That was a live shot on, I think, Fox in Atlanta. And she she was at a winery. The reporter was at a winery outside. It's probably on YouTube. If you do a search for, like, channel, whatever it is, Fox Atlanta, uh, wine lady falls off platform. The reporter on this Fox morning show in Atlanta was at a winery and she was stomping grapes, lost her footing and fell off this platform. And she's going, Froggy, try to do the noise that she was doing. Well, she was really, she couldn't breathe. She was like, (laughs) 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 it's hard to do. I know Froggy's gagging for real now. I mean, we were laughing. It was a really nasty looking fall. And, yeah, we're laughing our ass off. Anyway, so I, Froggy, that's exactly what I was thinking about when I heard that you fell down the stairs and you were gasping. Here it's- it is. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh dear. I think she's actually hurt. No, there. I think she is. Yeah, she's yeah. hurt. Oh, no. Oh, dear. And then, of course, they go back to the studio. <laughs> they, they cut the live shot. But she's like, oh, 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 oh. she fell off this platform like, I don't know, like four feet high. She's stopping inside this barrel trying to crush grapes like that old I Love Lucy episode. Loses her footing and falls off live on TV, hits the ground, and then she's just gasping and and just it sounds like she's about to die. Well, every ounce of air has been knocked out of her system. Poor, poor lady. And that's how you sounded, Froggy, when you when you yes. hit your head down the stairs. And that's I hit my head, and then I, and I came to, which was a very weird experience because I haven't been knocked out like that in probably a decade. And uh, I came to, and I could not breathe because I just I hit my back on three steps oh separately, God. hit me in the spine. Right, kids run in. They're horrified. They think I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> I come to, and I, I can finally breathe. I look over at Kim, my lovely wife, and she's laughing hysterically at me. Yeah. She's the beneficiary of the life insurance policy. Come on. Here's the thing, though. You want to know why I fell? Why? I was wearing my 
racing socks that I use for sim racing. Oh. And I was going downstairs. I had a three-hour race. Oh, so dude. No so, wait a minute. You had no shoes on, just socks, and you're walking down, like, wood stairs? That is a total yes. recipe for disaster. I didn't realize that. I had a three-hour race on Le Mans, and I had to get my coffee, running down the stairs, wearing my uh, custom-made ra- uh, racing socks. And I slipped, and I busted my ass so hard, hit my head. I got bruises all over me. I can't sleep. I wake up in sweats because my back is just cranking. And my wife, whole time, just laughed at me. Do you need me to set you up with our buddy, Dr. Mark at FOI? He's the spine guy over there. Do you need, like, an appointment with a top-notch spine surgeon? I don't think I need spine surgery, but a good... What is it called? A, a adjustment where they crack your body yeah, all he's, up? Dude, he's not a chiropractor. Well, what yeah. is it? well, I don't need a spine surgery. I think we ought, to, we ought to put some titanium rods in your back just for the hell of it. <laughs> you know, it's because of the, that morning show we used to do. And I have a lot of, you know, me and Fesher were in a car crash numerous times. Numerous car crashes. The amount of falls that I did for that show, the, the hurt nurse. I mean, it's all hit me now at 40 years old. And that you know, fall on those stairs was worse than any of those. Froggy, I can tell you this. I have a friend named James who's a silent investor in a Japanese massage place. <laughs> and they can make you feel better all over. Wait, is it one of those places on Kennedy? <laughs> it's in Drew Park. <laughs> yes. Oh, hey, hey, Kim. Froggy's going over to a Asian massage place in Drew Park. <laughs> it's called Jack's Shack. <laughs> they're, they're closed right now for Corona. Yeah, <laughs> but they'll be back soon. Oh my God! Yeah, I could just I could just see what Kim would say going over there for a little massage, or you know, uh, not far from my house in South Tampa, all over Kennedy, you got all those places. Between Dale Mabry and, and West Shore, you know? Oh, yeah. There's plenty all over town. MJ, I know you're probably, and this has to do with the injury, you're probably one of the smartest guys I know. Um, I Ever since this happened, I can't feel my right thigh. <laughs> it's For, numb. My um, right thigh is numb. Hey, just out of curiosity, did you fall with your microphone? Because your microphone sounds like crap again this week. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You're saying you can't feel your thigh? I can't feel my right thigh. It's totally numb from above my knee to right uh, to mid thigh. There's a numb patch now. Oh my God. Is it like when I you got a dead leg as a, a kid? When, injury. When, when, ki- when kids would bang on your leg and give you a dead leg or a dead arm, does it feel like that? It just feels numb. I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a cripple now. You may really want to see a real doctor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Before we go to the other before place. I looked it up. And yeah. it says that might be some nerve damage. You might have. Seriously. Michelle's over here shaking her head. Hey, Michelle, any advice for Froggy? Uh, if you're numb, you might want to see a physician. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just thinking, out, like, what if the numbness, like, starts to, um, you know, extend, like, beyond just the right thigh? You know, down Do to I really knee? need my right thigh? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. You don't want to waste your money going to the Japanese massage parlor <laughs> if you're numb. If you can't feel it, there's, there's no point in going. So don't even go. Forget what I suggested. You should probably see a doctor. It's the MJ Morning Show podcast. This is episode number 30. Guys, can you believe this is the 30th episode of this crap, this swill? I honestly, guys, I didn't think we'd make it to five. Then I didn't think we'd make it to 10. 
and then 20, and here we are at 30. And uh, I got to say, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Hey, Froggy, if you need me to set you up with a real doctor, I will. I certainly have enough physician friends and all kinds of specialties, Froggy, that can take a look at you, buddy. I don't know. I just, I'm going to probably take advantage for a while and whine about it and annoy Kim really a, a lot with it. And then I'll probably go to the doctor. Hey, so Michelle is here in the podcast schnitz show, MJ morning show studio here, Michelle, before I let you go, and I'm not going to keep you for the whole podcast this week. I don't think you want to talk about the little strange episode that we woke up in the morning and what was lined up on the foot of our bed toilet paper <laughs> whoa yeah, yeah. Uh, bizarrely like i woke up and there are several rolls of toilet paper lined up very neatly at the foot of mj's side of the bed mm. Mm. guys what does that mean sometime th- this is like three days ago and i don't know what this means but there were like six or eight rolls of toilet paper that were not on the foot of the bed when we went to sleep we wake up in the morning and there are rolls of toilet paper stacked up on the end of the bed. And I have no idea how the hell they got there. This is clearly either I did it or Michelle did it in the middle of the night. No, no, no. It's not either. <laughs> I didn't do it. You did it. I know what it is. What? The same alien that probed <laughs> you and then crumpled up your glasses a few months ago. You remember that? Yeah. That alien came back and left you some toilet paper. I think the real explanation is, and I don't think it was Michelle. I think that it was probably me. Something happened. I don't know if I was sleepwalking. Michelle, I don't sleepwalk per se. Have you ever seen me do anything bizarre while sleeping now, you know, I'll get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom sometimes, but have you ever seen me do anything? Think back. Oh guys, we just had our 26th wedding anniversary and you guys said it would never last. We'll get into that later on, but Michelle, have you ever seen me do anything bizarre while sleeping that would indicate that I do strange things or sleepwalk? I mean, I'm not on Ambien. I don't take any crazy drugs that would cause me to do nutty things like some people on Ambien have reported, but to have like eight rolls of toilet paper stacked up on the edge of the bed. I mean, clearly I must have in the middle of the night went to the restroom and we have like that 36 pack of target toilet paper. I don't know if I carried all eight or if I made eight trips back and forth. I think it's a little challenging to carry all eight. Um, I, went, I mean, I guess you could like sort of basket your hands or your arms together. That'd be, to be a big to... balancing act. Right, exactly. Um, so my guess is that you, you know, you went back and forth. And I mean, it was just interesting because they were so neatly lined up. They the were. The bed and they weren't like, like they weren't falling off. They hadn't fallen off. So um you know, the only other weird thing I can think of, like many years ago, we were when we were first married, you did roll out of bed that one time and fall on the floor. <laughs> but that's like the weirdest yeah. thing I think you've ever, I mean, you talk in your sleep, you do that. And then I try to like ask you questions to get you to say well, hold, things. Hold on, what do I say in my, I hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your yeah, sleep, uh-huh. a little romantics action there. Right. So what do I say in my sleep? What have you heard? It's, it's usually unintelligible, actually. And so then, but then I sort of like. Can you give me an example? What does it sound like? You, you do just, old Z104 breaks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just kind of like, you sort of mumble to yourself. You're like, and, you, and you'll talk. And so like, I'll catch like every maybe third or fifth word. And I'll be like, oh, really? And what was that about? And then you, you know, you, 
and go back to snoring. And it's like, shoot, God, what was he trying to say? There was something in there. Bosco. Yeah. Bosco. I have an, uh, I have an investigatory, sorry, oh, investigatory, I can't say the investigatory right. yeah, we, question. We know what you're trying to say. Go ahead. Yes. Um, was this on one of your whiskey Wednesdays like you like to have? Mm. No, in fact, yeah. uh, you know what? I don't. It might have been Wednesday night, but if you remember this past Wednesday, Michelle, you had some alcohol, but I made myself a shave ice on Wednesday night. I I fired up the Hawaiian <laughs> shave ice. I had no alcohol this past Wednesday night. You didn't accidentally use the Angel's Envy instead of your mm. like raspberry mango, no, whatever freaky <laughs> flavor you mm. like on top of that. No, I, okay. I, I did not. Good shave ice. Interesting. But again, Interesting. B- bizarre. So I had to take the toilet paper in the morning. I had to take it back and put it back into the package. Just inexplicable. I don't know what was the precursor. If I was having a dream that I needed to go get toilet paper and that it ends up stacked up. But it was just so neatly positioned at the very foot of the bed. I don't do much stuff neatly like that. No, do, do you, I? you don't. You don't <laughs> stack anything neatly. You don't know. You know what's weird about this? If you think about it. I've been having pooping myself dreams for months, <laughs> and MJ, in the middle of the night, is putting toilet paper out neatly in his room. Is mm. there a connection? Mm, I don't know. Gotta you think two about should it. think about sleeping together. Oh. <laughs> it's just the same room. Same room. Like like bunk buddies. Hey, guess what Froggy dug up, Fester? What? Take a wild guess. Look at me in the camera. Look how crazy my COVID-19 hair is. The fact that I have not had a haircut since late January. So we're now at six months without a haircut. So it is hair related. And of course, Froggy has been talking about what? What does he call when my hair gets all? The poof. It's called the poof. The poof. Guess what Froggy found from like 10 years ago? Uh, It has to do with your hair? It has to do with the poof? Froggy, you want to set this up? I did see this as a request on your Twitter when you put up a picture of your hair, which is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. You look like a crazy man. Hey, did you guys see me make the spaghetti sauce, my marinara, my pomodoro on yeah. su- on Sunday night? Did you see Chef nice. Schnitt in the kitchen? Did you see that? Where'd you steal the chef coat, bro? If you haven't seen one of my latest Instagram live videos, by the way, when I do Instagram live, I do do the archive thing and turn it into an IGTV. So it posts on my feed. So all of my live Instagrams will be videos that you can watch at any time. In fact, I get hundreds and hundreds of more views after the fact. And Sunday night, I made my famous Pomodoro or marinara, which is just absolutely delicious. And I was wearing a black chef's Michelle. What do you call that thing? It is a chef shirt or a chef jacket. Chef jacket. Michelle bought that for me for our anniversary. That was my anniversary gift. What are you becoming? Some sort of a big chef guy. I see you're really leaning into cooking and a lot of rice videos. Who's a rice guy? I, I, for all, you, first of all, hold on. I've always cooked. I've always been like a, a home kitchen hack dude. I'm not a chef. I've got no training. I know how to make a couple of things really, really well. But uh, what was that, Michelle? A couple. No, Michelle, I make the pastas. I make the great spaghetti or the rigatoni. My sauce is fantastic. I make the great crispy salmon. I do chicken. I do a bunch of steaks and everything. So, listen, just because you don't eat some of the things that I eat with the kids doesn't mean that 
I don't have a little repertoire of good kitchen stuff. Yeah, you have a, a little, like a couple of good things, and I eat one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you should open up a restaurant called the Schnitt, or yeah, the Schnitt House. Schnitt House. I've got three, yeah. got three things on the menu. That's that's it. No, no specials. <laughs> just menu. just just like three things on the menu that that I cook pretty well. No, but seriously, go to my Instagram feed. If you go to at Certified Todd Schnitt, Instagram is Certified. C-E-R-T-I-F-I-E-D, certified Todd Schnitt, T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N, as in November, I-T-T, certified Todd Schnitt. You can scroll down, and I've got a lot of stuff on there that I kind of dabble with and, and screw around with, guys. But you look good in that chef sh- chef, uh, chef shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what are you saying there, Michelle? Yeah. All right, so Froggy's making fun. Did we take a little tangent here? So Froggy was making fun of my hair, my poof. I haven't had a haircut since January. And Froggy years ago did a bit talking about the evolution of my hair or the poof. And here it is. And now... The hourly evolution of MJ's poofy hair. 6 a.m. MJ's hair is settled comfortably, nicely gelled and resting on his shiny scalp. This is the least puffy portion of the morning. 7 a.m. Ah, yes. We see MJ's unusual yet intriguing puff beginning to take form. Most of last hour's glue-like hold has dissipated. His puff is gaining power and has its sights on bigger heights. 8 a.m. Oh, no. Please stand back. For MJ's puff is really starting to gain its full puff potential. All gel left from previous hours has completely disappeared. As if it never existed. Sort of like MJ's hairline. 9 a.m. Here we go, folks. Looks like MJ's poof has world record on its mind. This aggressive yet intimidating yet refined poof seems to have taken a life of its own. Due to MJ's string of successful finger twirls to each individual curl, the poof is getting mightier. 10 a.m. Whoa, Nelly! Or should I say, poofy? This must be a very special day. Looks like we have a new world poofy hair record. MJ, congratulations. That poof you bear on your enormous, huge, massive, oversized, bulky, magnificent, mammoth, mighty, monumental, oversized, gargantuan head. Now let's celebrate by honoring last year's world's biggest poof winner, Buster Poindexter. And then, Frog, you play like all three minutes of Buster Poindexter's Hot, Hot, Hot song. What, what was that about? <laughs> hey, ten years ago, I was really into Buster Poindexter. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Ten years ago, Buster Poindexter was still like 20 years out of favor. <laughs> <laughs> but when I, see your, when I see his pompadour poof, it reminds me of your poof, and it's just, it's, it inspired me. Uh, that was pretty funny. The evolution. What was the voice you were doing? It's like the, ev- you're doing like a 1940s newsreel guy. Yes, like an old newsreel guy. This news report is brought to you by Lux Soap. 
<laughs> and Lucky Strike cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, the brand that yeah, the brand that doctors recommend, right? <laughs> the brand that doctors recommend if you want to live forever. Smoke Lucky Strikes. Oh man, remember those? Hey guys, I called it. Michelle called it when we were down in Florida over Memorial Day weekend. And we saw nobody wearing masks. I was the only one in Publix, customer-wise, wearing a mask. All the employees had them on, but no customers. When we were down on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, Memorial Day weekend, and nobody was social distancing in South Tampa. I mean, we, Michelle, we, we know, what did we say to each other? We said, oh, my God, there is going to be a massive freaking spike in Florida. Didn't we say that? Absolutely. I mean, nobody was wearing any masks from, from here to there. I just... It felt uh, it was interesting and remarkable, I guess, how many people did not appear to be taking it seriously coming from where we had just been. Yeah, because we came down from Manhattan and we've been seriously social distancing, wearing masks. I mean, self-quarantining. I mean, even the first month when we had to go out to the supermarket to get food, we were wearing freaking shop goggles over our eyes as well. Right. I mean, when we, I went to FedEx to, to mail the kids some things yeah. and I wore goggles and the mask and I had gloves on and, you know, you just, we didn't know then, you know, how serious this was going to become. And when we got to Florida, nobody was wearing a mask. Everybody was out and about. Um, it was a little interesting. And now you've got mandatory mask orders. Of course, Tampa went into effect and Hillsborough County and Pinellas and what, like Pasco County. And now, guys, you've heard the latest that for 4th of July... You've got Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach. They're closing their beaches down. Man, it's it's nuts. I mean, the number of cases. Uh, the other day, uh, you know, Florida hit like 10,000 new cases in one freaking day. Yeah, it's pretty incredible, the, sp- the spike that the state of Florida has seen. And still, people are everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I went to a, at my work, at my job. Yeah. It's, 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 we're very busy. Right, but wow. you're you're required now at your job. You guys are now wearing mandatory face coverings. And uh, Fester sent me a picture, and you're in a full acrylic shield. Is that your own getup, or is that what they're handing out at the RV lot? Okay, so I have a mother-in-law who lives like in one of these uh, 55 and up communities. Right. So she she's on the cutting edge of anti-corona technology. What is she in the villages? <laughs> No, she's not in the villages. She wasn't in any of President Trump support videos yeah. in the last couple of days. Right. Uh, but she's up in Lando Lakes in this mm-hmm. older folks community, and they have these face shields, and they they say it's just as effective as a, a cloth mask. Mm-hmm. Keeps your spittle contained to yourself. Keeps you from touching your face less. And uh, and she gave one to me. You guys at your RV place, Infestors at General RV in... Right. And Sefner, are you guys, is that the address? It's Sefner, right? It's Dover. Oh, I'm sorry, Dover. it's right, Dover. So General the metropolis RV. Metropolis of Dover. Right. So now you guys have a mandatory mask policy. All the employees are wearing masks. And, and Michelle, get a load of this. Fester was telling me earlier before we started recording the podcast, they cannot keep RVs in stock. You guys are like selling everything? Everything. Everything, everything, everything. It's It's insane manufacturers closed their factories in Indiana mm. for two and three months. Right. Mm. So there's no replenishment of inventory yet. 
Now they're opening up at percentage at, with that 30%, yeah, yeah. at 50%. So their output isn't as strong as it once was. But are you but, saying uh, that your RV sales are like the strongest during this COVID-19 crap, the strongest sales in, in how long? You know, it's, 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 it's unseasonably strong for the, the summer months and what we traditionally do. This is probably the best summer we've had in, 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 in years. So are you going to sell out faster? I mean, are there going to be, is there going to be like just an empty lot there? There's rows and rows of empty wow. pavement where there used to be RVs. Oh my gosh. Wow. Other, other RVs, we have to park them like parallel park them end mm -hmm. to end to make it look like there's a lot of RVs. Oh but my God. Uh, but you guys still have some stock new. Do you have any new units to sell? Oh, absolutely. We still have hundreds of new units, but we had like a thousand units. Oh wow. Now we have like 280 units. Mm. The last two or three that I've sold have been on stock numbers that are yet to come in. They wow. might be here by the uh, middle of August. Fester. Does does the fact that you look like a glass blowing artist like affect your sales with that mask on? You know what? Here's the thing. Well, you have to describe the mask. It's it, it, it's it's built like on safety goggle glasses, but it's just a piece of like foldable plexiglass over my face, and mm. and, and people like I like it. You get to see the face. Yeah, you thing? get to see the food mm -hmm. accumulate at the end of the day. How much food is on the inside of that mask? <laughs> I have to have the spittle cleaned off a couple of times a day. But that spittle I'd be spitting on you if uh, I didn't have the mask on. Are you going to get to the point where you're going to have to sell units like Cousin Eddie's RV from Christmas Vacation? Look, if there's a buyer, I got <laughs> something for you. All right. Speaking of COVID-19, a couple of audio bites to play. And I know you guys have seen some of these. You saw the video of what they're calling Trader Joe's Karen out of North Hollywood. Did you see this one where the lady got into the fight and then she's screaming at the camera? Listen to this. I have a breathing problem. My doctor would not let me wear a mask. So anyone harassing me to wear a mask, you guys are violating federal law. Do you get that? Get that on camera. Yeah, they got it on camera, all right, and she's screaming. So she's yelling, you're violating federal law? And they, they nicknamed this lady Trader Joe's Karen. There are, like right now, I'm looking at it on Twitter. It's got 11.8 million views from a guy named D. Giles that posted this. I guess he was the guy in the Trader Joe's. So then this Trader Joe's Karen lady, she does an interview with ABC7, Channel 7, Eyewitness News, in Los Angeles, and I was thinking, eyewitness news. No, she wouldn't put on a face mask covering her mouth and nose. It ought to be, it ought to be mouth witness or or nose witness news instead of eyewitness news. Right away, he started uh, using obscenities at me, giving me uh, saying "f you." I don't want to repeat it. "F you," the c word. Wear your effing mask. All. Can you imagine? You're in Trader Joe's. And someone says F you and calls her the C word. You, <laughs> you C word put on a mask. I mean, that's pretty horrific. It, idiot. <laughs> you yeah. know what? It, it, nobody's in the middle anymore. Every, you're either super mask person or you're super anti-mask. 
You know, the, the, the middle majority is eliminated. All right, let me play the rest of this from Channel 7 Eyewitness News, KABC, Los Angeles. The woman who asked us not to use her name says she called a Trader Joe's store in Toluca Lake and was given permission by the manager to come in and shop without a facial covering. But she claims she mistakenly went to North Hollywood, where another manager told her she would make an exception, allowing her to buy groceries without a mask on that day only. The confrontation happened when she started shopping. Then I did what any normal human being, a woman, would do if she was being harassed by a man, not knowing if he's a crazy man. So I start yelling in self-defense. So anyone harassing me. So there she, there she goes into the tirade. All right, so that got a jillion views. And then have you guys seen the lady going nuts at the Fiesta supermarket somewhere in Texas? Do you see this one? I have not seen the Fiesta one. Oh, my God. Is that the one where she's throwing the food out of the basket? Yeah, she's throwing. The, Froggy, describe this. Yeah, she's just going off, and uh, she's throwing food like she's just. I, I don't. I didn't hear the audio. I've just seen the video of her throwing food out of the. I can just imagine what she's saying. Oh, uh, yeah, the audio, which I'm going to play some of it, and it's laced with the F-bomb. Yeah, I'm going to play some of the audio because I need to for effect. And I don't think we've ever really had the F-bomb here on the MJ Morning Show podcast. Uh, so this could be a first. But first of all, if I bleeped out all the F-bombs in this video, it would just be a solid. <laughs> I mean, it, it would just be a solid 1K tone. So I'm going to run a little bit of this. But literally, the woman is at the front of the store. She's in the area where you pick a lane, you pick an aisle or a you know a checkout lane, you know aisle uh, you know lane one, two, twelve, fourteen. So she's in the front of the store, and she's screaming. And the video joins where she's just chucking all of the items out of her full grocery cart. So I'm assuming that they must have told her when she went into the store. Ma'am, you got to have a mask on. She probably just blasted right by like that old dude in Walmart that fell over. And <laughs> you saw that one as well. And, and then I'm thinking that when it was time for her to check out, that she goes to the front of the store and they said, ma'am, we told you you need a mask. Uh, we're not going to ring this stuff up. You can't buy it. You're not wearing a mask. And then she must have freaked out because she's got a, a green shopping cart filled. And she is literally taking item by item and throwing it across the supermarket, throwing it on the floor. I see a package of meat, you know, with the the foam, uh, you know, bottom with the the cellophane on top. She flings out some steaks or some pork chops or something. A lot of meat. Yeah, she's very meat heavy diet. And she's just (laughs) flinging stuff. And it's just F this, F that. I'll play a little bit here, folks, because it's newsworthy. All right, do you hear when you hear the poom poom? Those are the things that she's throwing out of the cart. The noise you're oh, hearing. All right. all right, so let me roll okay. this back. So every time you hear a, a you know, like a you know a poom poom poom, that's her throwing an item and it's hitting the floor. <laughs> she's like, f the mask, f this mask, and that mask. You want me to wear an effing mask? And every time she says the f bomb, she's throwing a new item out of the cart. All right, here we go. So she's just hurling this stuff and dropping the F-bomb every time she chucks something out. It's just insane. And then she finally gives up. She still has things in the cart and she just walks out.
and just leaves the store. Wow, that is sexy. You know, she was pretty attractive. I mean, she looks to be in her mid-20s, blonde hair. She's got some tight jeans on, a black tank top. Yeah, she had some sexy secretary-looking glasses on. You know, hold on, Michelle. What are you, hold on, hold on. Michelle's giving me a look. Why, why are you giving me a look? Did you just say sexy secretary glasses? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm yes. just I'm just being descriptive here. What are sexy secretary glasses? I'm just telling you. I, anyway, it's on my Twitter feed. If you scroll down, I retweeted it with a snarky comment. So if you if you go to my Twitter feed, if you go to at <laughs> Todd Schnitt on Twitter, if you can't find this one, it is on my Twitter feed at Todd Schnitt at T O D D S C H N I T T. Make sure you give me a follow at Todd Schnitt. And don't forget my Instagram. Tons of stuff on my Instagram feed at Certified Todd Schnitt. Froggy, it's been a while since we did like MJ Morning Show radio theater. If I were to give you a scenario, let's see how this plays out. What if I play, let's assume we're in a Trader Joe's or Publix or something, and let's assume that I am a regular customer, I've got a mask on, and you, Froggy, you're in the supermarket, you're not wearing a mask, you're defying the the rules, and I go up to you and I say, sir, for the safety of everyone in the store here, and certainly common courtesy, could you please wear a mask? Do you think that we could do a a scenario here where you could flip out like one of the like Trader Joe's Karen or the lady in the in in the Fiesta supermarket in Texas throwing the meats all over the place? I could so get into Karen mode right now if you need me to. Right, well, I can go Karen on this. Right, well, right. Hey Michelle, what else do we need by the way? What what can you, what do I need uh, to get? We need some blueberries, okay. we need some eggs. How about some Oh, milk? geez. Look at this guy. He's got no Bananas. mask on. Should I say something to this guy? No. Yeah, no. I, th- I think I do. I think I should. No. I think I should say, so he's not wearing a mask. Everyone's in the store is wearing a mask. Uh, this, this guy's not wearing a mask. Hold, uh, no. Sir, you know, everyone's got a mask on. Don't you think it would be a good idea just for safety and COVID-19? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, I think, you know what I think a good idea is? You shut your damn mouth. <laughs> All right. Let me pick out my cheese and leave me the hell alone, uh, sir. I mean, it just it'd be nice if you wore a mask. Everyone else is wearing a mask. It's it's showing. I don't wear no damn mask. It, I'm an American. Do you see what I look at me? I cut myself open. I bleed red, white and blue. Sir, shut up, sir. I, I'm just saying that oh every, my God. everyone in the store is wearing a mask except you. Uh, why are you defying the rules? Just put on a mask. You need it. Do you need my medical history? Why don't you be a good citizen and put on a mask, sir? I was diagnosed with epilepsy a decade ago. I cannot wear a mask, sir. And check my blood pressure. Check my blood pressure, so, you son of a bitch, sir. Put on a mask. Just go put on a mask. I have projectile vomit. <laughs> I cannot put on a mask. <laughs> son of a bitch. Now leave me alone and let me pick out my cheese. You know. The scary thing is there are people out there just like that. If you had projectile vomit, wouldn't you actually want to wear a mask? It's projectile vomit, damn it. And I also have Oscar <laughs> Slatter's in both knees. You have what? Oscar <laughs> Slatter's disease. It's a knee disease. <laughs> Didn't he play for the Cleveland Indians? <laughs> Oscar Slaughter. Yeah, but seriously, are these people doing it just to be defiant, or is it a political thing, or is it just a stupidity? Froggy, I think it's a little bit of all of the above, and it's just a shame, guys, to see masks politicized when, Michelle, you've done a lot of research on this, and a facial covering of any type does seem to have some benefit, and you've read that 
up to what, 50% with even normal, just regular coverings and not even N95s? Right. So one person wearing a mask can prevent transmission up to 50% if that person is the infected person, I believe is the case. But just anecdotally, I will say that I lived in Japan for a long time and the people there wore masks. And when you look at those countries, the mask wearing seems to have, you know, curtailed something. They took the video down. I was just about to play this YouTube video and YouTube took it down. I played the audio on my Schnitt show on Monday afternoon. And here we are. Monday evening, recording the new podcast, number 30, for uh, release on Tuesday morning, YouTube pulled the video down. There was a seven-minute video from an Ohio State representative by the name of Nino Vitale, and he took an oxygen sensor meter and put it inside the masks of three kids while they were breathing. First of all, I don't know what kind of jack wagon this is, not cleaning off the sensor and jamming these sensors underneath the the masks of these kids. That's number one, which is ridiculous. But what he was doing, he was having the kids breathe out and it would hit the oxygen sensor. And of course, if you're exhaling inhaled air with 21% oxygen, if you're exhaling and you hit the sensor, the carbon dioxide is going to drag the O2 content down from 21%. And he was like, look at this. We're down to 169 We're down to 17.5%. Masks are dangerous. You're not getting enough oxygen. You schmuck. The fact is that they're exhaling and they're breathing out CO2 onto the oxygen sensor. Of course, it's going to register lower oxygen. It was the dumbest damn thing I've ever seen from an Ohio State representative and YouTube. I was wondering whether we're going to yank it. YouTube just pulled the video down. It's not even there anymore. Well, he's from Ohio. (laughs) And I've come to realize it's not full of smart people, that state. But I had like 50 people send me that (laughs) link saying, hey, hey, Schmidt, you got to see this. Look, masks are really dangerous. My God, no, no. I've seen doctors. In fact, there was a video. There have been news reports of doctors doing tests with real equipment. Doctors doing tests with real medical grade oxygen sensor equipment. And there is nothing. Even wearing N95s, wearing the surgical masks, it does not lower your oxygen level. They have tested this. The physics are impossible. Even with these masks, you're breathing in the same amount of oxygen. In fact, so doctors have proved this. They've done pulse oximeter tests. And I want you to listen to this quickly before we move on. This is a layperson. This is a young woman who is a bartender. And she actually did a test because she claims she's asthmatic. This is Emily. Listen to this. Hi, my name's Emily, and I have moderate to severe asthma given the time of the year. I have it controlled on two medications, and I also use a rescue inhaler. And I'd like to show you something. For my own safety, I own a pulse oximeter. My current level is 99% oxygen. This is the mask that I wear 12 to 14 hours a day at my bartending job. Let's check my oximetry rate. Ooh. Let's move on to something. All right, so she shows the video, and it's 99%. So the regular mask that she was wearing at her gig, her cloth mask, 99% oxygen level with her pulse oximeter. Then she says, let's move on. Something a little more fun. This is a KN95. Let's check my oximetry rate. 99 once again. 
Oh, he thought it was over? This is a P100 level mask. It's similar to an N95. You can hear it's like she's got an automotive uh, paint shop mask on now. You hear that, Michelle? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I thought you were just going to ask me about the pulse oximeter because I know how to use one since Julian has asthma. Yeah, yeah. And that was my initial right. thought when I saw that video was that you that's not how you're measuring the oxygen that is, um, you know, either that is useful to you or in your body, right? It's You have to have that pulse oximeter, right. not so, that device in front of your mouth. Right. So that was just an oxygen sensor right. that that guy from Ohio was using. And that's like what I use for scuba diving when I test the the oxygen content when I'm diving nitrox. I mean, that's the wrong thing to do. And the kids are breathing out and they're putting CO2, carbon dioxide, into the sensor. I mean, you're breathing right into the damn thing. I mean, the representative from Ohio is a moron. Anyway, so now you can hear the lady, uh, the bartender, and she's got like a full face mask thing. And she's all muffled. And she's still, listen to this. 99 in other words, if somebody like me... All right, let me roll that back. Hey. Let's check my oximetry rate. Here we go. 99 once again. Oh, you thought it was over? This is a P100 level mask. It's similar to an N95. 99%. In other words, if somebody like me with breathing problems can wear all three of these masks throughout the day and have the same oximetry rate, then somebody without breathing problems has no other excuse not to wear a mask other than their own selfish motivation and unempathetic way of being. I think, Michelle, that was a pretty decent demonstration. Yes, I, I, and she seems to know what she's talking about, and it's, um, you know, it's genuine, right? We're moving on. Done with the face mask. Hey, Michelle gave me an anniversary card on the heels of the Father's Day card. You know, the happy Father's Day mother bleeper. Michelle gave me an anniversary card for our 26th anniversary along with the chef shirt. I can't even tell you what the anniversary card said, guys. I, I, it's not even safe for the podcast. Ooh, ooh. I have a guess. <laughs> what? What? Happy anniversary, MF? No. <laughs> no. Oh. oh. I thought we were going for a theme here. Well, Does Michelle give you a card every holiday or just when she finds really, really dirty ones? Michelle? Um, I think I pretty much give you a card every holiday, and I pretty much give you a dirty one every holiday. All right, let me let me try to make this as clean as possible for the podcast. Michelle gave me a happy anniversary card that essentially told me what to put what where in very vulgar terms. Oh, as like, oh, that's not turn enough. this card sideways and <laughs> shine it up and let's see it. That's, that's, that's not enough. Yeah, no, there's a million scenarios. No, no, Just no. Read it, I, man. no, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to hold it up to the camera. Not going to do it. I fraud. Can I have a guess? You could read the first um, three words. Which were what? I want your. All right, stop. All right, right, I gotta know now. (laughs) No, we're we're stopping right there. Let's move on. Eyes wide shut over there. Let's move on to a little domestic issue with Fester. And Fester, I guess that your wife freaked out because something showed up from a casino, and your wife thought that you were in some kind of like compulsive gambler debt. I don't know if I ever shared it with you guys, but. at the casino in the Tampa, it's the is this the hard hard rock? Casino. Yeah, yeah. You can have an an account there, like a like an on hold account or on tap account, or it's not front money because you're not loaning anything. Or but you can leave your money there, and then when you want to go to the casino, they have your money. The only thing is, you have to use it. It's not supposed to be there stationary. So I think like 
like three years ago, I put like a thousand dollars in one of these accounts and I use it when I go to the casino and I put the money back and it's like $1,400 now, except I really didn't use it much this last year. And then with this Corona stuff going on, I haven't been to the casino at all. So they mail a certified letter to the house. It comes on a Saturday when I'm not home. (laughs) Certified letter from the casino. And it's one line. Mr. Siciliano, please contact our cashier's office immediately. (laughs) (laughs) That's the number. And Allison, your wife, is what? Just her mind is racing, thinking of the worst possible case, worst possible scenario. Oh, my God. They're going to come over and break his legs. He owes them, you know, $85,000. He's 148000 bucks in debt. We're about to lose the house. <laughs> yeah. We're about to lose the car. Everything. The 401 guy. They're going to take the kids from us. Yeah. So <laughs> I called home from work and I was like, hey, honey, how you doing? And everything was short answers. One word answers. Yeah. So you know something's wrong. How's everything? Fine. You doing all right? Yes. And I so I hung up. I didn't think twice about it. I get home. And I'm, you know, bouncing in. Hey, honey, how's your day? And she's like, fine. I'm like, okay, I'll play. What's wrong? And she goes, what the F did you do at the casino? <laughs> I'm like, what? Why? Why? What? And she's holding her hands up yeah. like, like she's a preacher. Fester's using a monkey paw in the slot machine. Why would the casino possibly want to mail you? Fester's counting cards at the blackjack table. A certified letter. <laughs> huh? And my first answer was, I, I, I don't know why. And she kind of just kind of like a Chinese star just throws the letter right at me. And I read the one line, you know, <laughs> please call our cashier's office. And instantly I knew what it was. And I was like, oh, by the way, I have an account at the casino. She thought I was borrowing money from them. She thought I was in hock. She thought I, I, I signed the, the the deed to the land. Hey, listen, because she probably has heard stories, and they're legit. There are stories of people that have compulsive gambling issues. They hide it from the wife. Next thing they know, they're in financial ruin. We've known some folks that that's happened to, where there's been a, a gambling issue in the house and came as a shock and a surprise, and that's a real situation. That's why a lot of times on the billboards or commercials, it's like if you have a gambling problem, get help, call this number, Gamblers Anonymous, or whatever it is. But I have so, to say, I mean, Allison, getting that letter must have been really, it's just the one sentence. I mean, there's just no indication no. on whether it's for the good or for the yeah. bad. I mean, how would she know, right, that you just have this, you know, little bit of a credit sitting there because you haven't been able to go there for some fun time in the last year? I mean, there's nothing on there. Is there no trust in this relationship at all? And then, and then she doesn't believe I have an an account there because you can't pull it up on an (laughs) app or something. So I had to call the casino next business day and she's there. Her arms are folded. You know, I I get up in the morning. I'm I'm around. I call them, call them right now. I was like, honey, it's too early right now. Call them right now. It's a casino. People are there 24 hours. All right. Is right it now. all straightened out now, Fester? Yeah, they mailed me a check. They're like, listen, sir, you got to use this money. We're not a bank. You can't just keep it here. Because uh, they got to report all their money. Because we, like we got to clear so, our books. Like it's so far-fetched that you would be in all kinds of gambling debt and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. I wish my life was that exciting. I could see owing like Wendy's or Burger King or Taco Bell a whole lot of money. 
You know what? If you add up all the sodas I took from uh, Wendy's and Taco Bell and Burger King, I probably owe like $16,000. All right. I want to play a sound here. Let's move along. Uh, we're almost done with this episode. I got a, a classic, classic froggy crank call coming up. One of froggy's phone freaks. And this is a funny one. I found this in the archives. We'll close the show with that in just a moment. But first, I want to play a sound effect here. I want to play this and I want to see if our podcast listeners can identify this sound. What is that sound? I'll play it again. You know, I'm continuing to go through our hard drive and we've got just terabytes and terabytes of old MJ audio and sound effects and all kinds of crap. I found uh, uh, Judge Joe Brown doing an uh, doing an ID. This is Judge Joe Brown. You're listening to the MJ Morning Show. You will not believe the material that's on uh, the hard drive because when we shut down the show, Clear Channel, uh, now iHeart, they gave me a massive hard drive with everything out of the computer, and it is it's like years years worth of material. And this is one of the sound effects. As I'm going through and I'm, I'm labeling everything, I'm taking a couple of hours a week to try to build the inventory list of all the material that's on this hard drive. And I stumbled upon this. And when I heard this, I knew exactly what it was. All right. Who can identify that sound? I'll tell you, I'll come up with some prize. It might be a shout out or whatever, but the first person that emails me, what is that sound? MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That is the email address. Just shoot me an email. Tell me what is that noise. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. I want you to be as specific as possible. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Guys, anything else before we get out of here and play Froggy's Crank? Fester, anything on your mind? Anything you want to say? Froggy, same for you. I'm glad you've asked. And while I have you guys here, please sit down because I want to cover everything. Yeah. No, no, no I have nothing, nothing going on in my mind. All right, Froggy, anything? I just want to let Fester know that he asked if he can borrow my teeter hang up because he needs he has back issues. So I looked at the weight capacity, and it's 350 pounds. So I'm coming over. Oh, wait I'm a minute. F- Professor, what is your current weight? I'm a lean, a lean 322. Oh, uh, so we've got like a 30-pound buffer there, right? That's like 10%, Not worth the risk. Dude. That's like 10%. <laughs> You're going to crush my teeter hang-ups like it's made of pretzel sticks. I bet you I don't. Let me borrow it. Let me come over and use it. Okay. Hey, Froggy, this classic call, this is one of your phone freaks. Do you remember... When you called a pawn shop as Dementia Don, and you also played the part of Dementia Don's grandson, the delinquent with a drug problem, and it turns <laughs> out that he stole all of these items and that he was going to try to have Grandpa fence the items at a pawn shop for him? I'm pretty, yeah, I remember Grandpa and Michael get into a lot of hijinks, so I'm sure it's fun. I hope it's funny. All right, we'll wrap up the podcast with this classic froggy call. How can I help you? Yes, I have some stuff that you guys might be interested in for your pawn shop. Um, a lot of uh, great um, items and electronics. How how would I go about um, getting this to you? And how does the process work? Just uh, bring it under the store. We'll take a look at it, and uh, we'll see if uh, we'll make an offer for you. Oh, re- oh, that's it? 
That's it. Okay, well, can I give you some of the items and maybe you could tell me how much these uh, might be worth before I drive all the way down there because I'm an elderly man and I'm not very, I'm not supposed to drive. I have a, a slight case of dementia. So uh, do you think that's possible? What do you got? Do you want to uh, pawn it, sell it? What do you want to do? Well, my grandson just sort of told me he wants to get rid of this stuff and make some money from it. So um, I, I, I guess sell it. What do you got? Do you know what a MacBook is? Yeah, I can yeah. what a MacBook is. I got, uh, like, five of those uh, MacBooks I have. Five? Um, what's that? Five of them? Yeah, five MacBooks that my grandson has. Um, he has a bunch of, like, car stereo systems. Um, he has about eight of those. You have all that stuff right now? Yeah, yes, I have. I'm staring at it all right now. It's in my living room. You have um, that all in your living room? Yes. Um, also, he has this uh, motorcycle, uh, a whole motorcycle here, a ninja. Is that in your living room? Why is it in your living room? Well, I, my grandson just showed me all of these electronic stuff that he, that he acquired, and he's told me that he wants me to help him get rid of it um, any ways necessary, so I'm not sure. Um, but I have a lot more stuff. Um, like I said, the motorcycle. How much do you think I could get for that? How did your uh, grandson come across all this stuff? Well, I mean, he wouldn't tell me. Well, let me get him on the line um, because he's in the back room, and I'll just ask him real quick because right, he's here. He lives with me. Okay. So is that a problem? Can you wait a minute? Uh, no, I got a second. Okay, great. Michael, can you pick up the phone? Yeah, what's up? Hello? Yes, Michael, I have a man on the line from the pawn shop, and, and I'm just trying to get some prices for some of your electronics and, and items that you've came across lately. And he asked, um, well, what, what did you ask again, sir? Yeah, I was just asking your grandfather how you managed to get acquire all this stuff. This is a pawn shop? Yeah, this is a pawn shop. Your grandfather called, and, you know, legally I'm required to find out how you came across all this stuff. What stuff did my grandfather tell you that I had? Uh, he said you had a motorcycle, uh, oh five MacBooks. That's not true. We don't have any of that stuff. So we're just uh, going to go, okay? Grandpa, why don't you just hang up, okay? Well, Michael, you told me that you wanted to get rid of this stuff and get the highest price for it. Grandpa, actually, can you come here, hang up the phone, and come to my room? Can you do that? Okay. Can you hang on the line for a second, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay, I'll be right back. I, I just want to get the prices from you. Don't move, okay? What? What is it, Michael? What are you doing calling price? Guys, are you nuts, old man? Hello? This is stolen property. Hello? I stole all this stuff. What do you mean you stole it? I told you I stole it. Hey. Oh, I God, stole hey. this from cars, from vehicles. I stole a motorcycle in front of a supermarket. You're going to call a punch Hello, up and tell guys? that? Michael, you know I have to call the cops on this, right? I'm scared, Michael. You're scaring me. I didn't know. All right. Uh, hello? Michael, I'm scared. Please don't hit me again. Oh, I'm going to call the cops. You. I'm going to hit you. Come here. Michael, no. Shut up. Come here. Guys, I'm calling the cops. That's it. Michael. That's whack. Check out all of Froggy's Phone Freaks on Froggy's page at mjmorningshow.com. Hey, uh, Frog, you did hit star 67 on that one, didn't you? Always, sir. Uh, Always. I, I, I'd hit like eight times. I, I'd keep going I'd like, twice it. I'd, I'd twice. keep going like this. Just keep going. Just... 
I do it twice every I, time. I would quadruple bag that Star 67 is what I would do. You know, double bagging, it's never that safe, but I do it anyway. <laughs> I even left some of the stuff from back in the day at the very end of the phone call that was live on the air. That does it. It's episode number 30 of the MJ Morning Show podcast. Don't forget our website is mjmorningshow.com mjmorningshow.com please spread the word the mj morning show is back with weekly fresh episodes every single episode all of the platforms listen download subscribe mjmorningshow.com and please tell your friends relatives to go to the website everything they need to know about our return is there send me email at mj at mjmorningshow.com that's mj at mjmorningshow.com the hotline is 813-467-6290 you can leave us a voicemail message you can send us a text message how you liking the podcast you have any requests any comments anything uh, you remember that you'd like us to try to dig up anything that was unresolved send us an email mj at mjmorningshow.com call the hotline or send a text, 813-467-6290, 813-467-6290. On Twitter, give me a follow, at Todd Schnitt, at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. And on Instagram, I'm at Certified Todd Schnitt. That's it for episode 30. We'll see you next week. The MJ Morning Show. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.